0: We are doing a mini-series together, and um, that mini-series is on the benefit of speaking in tongues. And last week when I began it, it was more of an introduction session where we looked at the nature of tongues. And one of the important things that I spoke about last week was that in the New Testament we have two types of of speaking in tongues, the gift of speaking in tongues. We have the gift of tongues that I'll be speaking about today that is given to us when we're baptized in the Holy Spirit. And this is the speaking in tongues that when we put it into action, edifies us, builds, up, builds us up. I'll be talking about that during this service. But there is also another gift of tongues. Now, the other gift of tongues is one of the nine gifts of the Spirit that we see uh, spoken about in 1 Corinthians 12, right through 14. And this speaking in tongues comes with interpretation, and it goes along with the other gifts like healing, miracles, prophecy, word of knowledge. That type of speaking in tongues, uh, I can't do by myself. You can't do by yourself, because just like I can't heal at will, I can't prophesy at will. I can't do a miracle just when I want to. I can't have a word of knowledge just when I want to. These gifts of the Spirit are given by the Holy Spirit for a specific circumstance and a specific situation, those gifts. You can't man-made them. Uh, They are given by the Holy Spirit as he wills. So there are two types of Tongues. There's the personal edification tongues, that's what I'll be talking about today, and you can speak in tongues when you receive that gift, you can use that whenever you want and do it as much or as little as you want. But then there is the other tongues, and the problem in the church of Corinth is that they were mixing the two together. So in their services, they were coming together, and people were just speaking in tongues without interpretation. If I spent the whole of this service speaking in tongues, I'd go away. Blessed, you wouldn't. Why? Because he who speaks an unknown tongue speaks to God and edifies or builds up himself or herself. Um, so if, if and that's what they were doing. And Paul was saying, look, I'd rather you spoke five words that I could understand that would bless me than thousands of words in tongues that may mean nothing to me. But Paul also said, but even though you're mixing the two types of tongues up, I speak in tongues more than you all. So today we're going to speak a little bit more about how tongues edifies you. And then next Sunday we're going to sort of go a little bit advanced into tongues, the diversities of different tongues that we, we can have. So that's what we'll do. Behind me, as you can see, there's a backdrop that says spirit language, your supernatural Dynamo, and um, I'm going to be using an illustration from the famous prophetic minister Dr. Bill Hammond on how speaking in tongues brings power into your life. And, and God gave him this, I believe, Holy Spirit illustration of a dam. And how a dam works is exactly parallel to how speaking in tongues works in our lives to generate power. So we'll be coming to that. So that's why we have this behind us. If you want a good book on speaking in tongues, and I recommend Bill Hammond's 70 Reasons for Speaking in Tongues. 70 Reasons for Speaking in Tongues Tongues by Bill Hammond. It's it's absolutely fantastic and, and has really blessed me when I've been studying it. I'm using his illustration later on. So when we, when we come back to speaking in tongues, we come back again to Acts chapter 2, verse 1 to 4, where we see that when the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost, he brought a gift. And that gift was speaking in tongues. Acts 2 says, And they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So on the day of Pentecost, one of the things that took place was that those that were filled with the Spirit began to speak in a new language, not an earthly language or a human language, but a heavenly language, a spirit language, a Holy Spirit language. Now this is important because when other people in the book of Acts later on got baptised in the Holy Spirit, many of the things that took place on the day of Pentecost didn't take place when they were baptised in the Holy Spirit. For example, you don't read further on in the book of Acts of anybody else when they were baptised with the Holy Spirit getting fire on their head, do you? you, you don't. When the others get baptised in the Holy Spirit later on in Acts, you don't get any of them suddenly a rushing wind came in. And so... The apostles understood, and I spoke about this a little bit last week. So you can always go back up on the uh, the website on our media page and go down to where the series are, and you'll see this series, and you can see all the other series and watch them as you want. But last week um, I was saying that the one thing that happened when people were baptized in the Holy Spirit throughout the Book of Acts, it wasn't fire that only happened once; it wasn't wind that only happened once. But what it was, was speaking in tongues. In fact, speaking in tongues was such a powerful indication that you had been filled with the Holy Spirit for the first time, that it even, even solved theological disputes. Because, and again I'm going back to last week, but when Peter, when Peter was preaching to the Gentiles, and there and then as he was preaching, they got saved and filled with the Holy Spirit, Straight after that, the Jewish people were shocked. Jesus had been saying, go into all the world and preach the gospel, but they were not ready for the bringing in of the Gentiles in their Jewish mindsets, but they couldn't argue. They said, wait a second, what is to stop us baptizing these Gentiles because they received the Holy Spirit just like us. They spoke in other tongues. In the big council of Jerusalem, in Acts chapter 15, when the Gentile mission had really began with Paul, and hundreds and thousands of Gentiles were getting saved, and some of the Jewish believers were saying, hey, they need to get circumcised. If they're saved, they also need to become Jewish. And they had this big discussion in Acts chapter 15, the council of Jerusalem. Peter stood up and he said, wait, we, we shouldn't be circumcising them. They've already been accepted by God. They've already been given the Spirit. Why do we know that? Because we saw them. They received it in the same way that we did. They spoke in other tongues. So speaking in other tongues is the initial evidence that you are filled with the Holy Spirit. It's not the be-all and end-all, of course, because when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you're filled with the Holy Spirit for a purpose, to preach the gospel and do the work of God. But initially, that tongue was the gift. It's like... The day of Pentecost was the, church, was the birthday of the church, the birthday of the church. There were believers before that, of course, but the day of Pentecost really was the birthday. And uh, it's like when you turn up at a birthday party, normally you bring a gift, don't you? And so the Holy Spirit on the day, the birthday of the church, many things happened, but he also brought a gift to those that he filled with himself. And that gift was the gift of speaking in tongues. Come back to that. A key verse for understanding what I'm talking about today can be found in John chapter 7 and verse 37. I believe I alluded to it last week. John 7 verse 37. In fact, I'll read it again because it is so important because Jesus is speaking about the coming of the Holy Spirit. I've mentioned this verse when we were going through the church of the book of Acts. John 7.37. Oops, I'm in Luke. On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. So Jesus is speaking about the day of Pentecost when people are filled with the Spirit for the first time. And what he's saying is this, if you're thirsty, when you're thirsty it's because you're empty, you don't have enough water in your body and so you need to fill yourself up with liquid, with water. And Jesus is saying spiritually you're empty, but, you, but if you're thirsty for God, God will pour out into your life, the Holy Spirit that will quench your spiritual thirst. This is what he's speaking about. And when he says, out of, your, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water, that's very important. Because the word here for heart, in some of the older versions, it says, out of his belly will flow rivers. The word here is not heart, it's not the Greek word cardia, but it's another word, koilos. And this Greek word koilos, basically what this word means, is an empty space, uh, an empty space. And so he's saying that in the lives of human beings, there is an empty space, a hollow that needs to be filled. And this is why people who aren't saved or filled with the Holy Spirit, spend their whole lives trying to fill the emptiness that's inside them. It's true what evangelists say. There is a God-shaped gap in all of us. And the way that that gap is filled or meant to be filled is by the Holy Spirit. You see the picture behind me of the reservoir? Well, imagine that reservoir empty. It would just be a huge, great hollow, wouldn't it? And this is going to be a picture of our innermost being. And so you look at that reservoir behind us. Well, in the innermost being of every human life, there is a reservoir. But it is empty, and if I can use the phrase, and it is thirsty. It was a reservoir created to be filled with water. And until the reservoir of the deep part of the human soul has been filled... It will always be looking to fill itself with something, whether it's money, fame, fortune, sex, pleasure, trying to fill that gap. But Jesus said that on the day that he sends his spirit, that our innermost being will be filled, but not just filled. We'll talk about this a little bit later, but look there, the dam behind me. It's filled, but it's also flowing, Can you see that the water gates have been opened in the dam? If the water gates were shut, then all you'd have is a nice, lovely reservoir lake. But in the picture, the dam is allowing the reservoir to flow out, producing power. And this is the illustration I'm going to come back to um, later on. You know, the Holy Spirit could have brought any gift when he came. But the gift of tongues was what he chose to give us. A new language for a new people. And speaking in tongues is a language. We read in Acts chapter 2, verse 1 to 4, that they began to speak in other tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. They weren't making up a new language. But as they began to speak, as they were, as the reservoir of their life was filled with the Holy Spirit, it began to overflow out of their inmost being, flowed rivers of living water. How did this, how did it flow out of their lives? It flowed out of their mouths. And they began to speak. But the words that they were speaking were not words from the mind. Paul says we can pray with the mind and we can pray with the spirit. To pray with the spirit is to speak in tongues. It doesn't come from human mind or human understanding. But when we speak in other tongues, it's as the Holy Spirit gives us utterance. We do the speaking, but he gives us the words. That's why tongues should be very exciting, because really you shouldn't know what's going to come out of your mouth next. Because if you know what you're going to speak in tongues, where's it coming from? Knowledge, head knowledge. And so those of us that have been speaking in tongues for a while, the danger is is that your mind latches on to a few words and says, I can do that. You know, maybe the Holy Spirit flows through you and you go, shimmy, shimmy, shoo. But next week, your mind goes, I can do that. And before you're realizing it, You're just speaking words that were once perhaps in the Spirit, but now your mind's just faking it and you're not receiving the power. These are, every time you speak in tongues, the first time you ever speak in tongues, you have to take that step of faith and believe that as you give voice, because Jesus said, you will speak in other tongues. The Holy Spirit, when I was first baptized in the Holy Spirit, I didn't understand this. I thought the Holy Spirit was going to take my mouth, move it up and down, and waggle my tongue. That's what I honestly thought. I didn't know any. Nobody taught me. I didn't understand. So I thought, so they're praying for me to be filled with the Holy Spirit. My mouth is shut. Go ahead, Lord. Well, guess what? I didn't speak in tongues at that time until someone told me, no, the flow's there. You've just got to let it out. I find many Christians that don't yet speak in tongues but have asked to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Many of them have got the infilling but they haven't yet exercised the gift that they've been given. They're a reservoir, but they're keeping their um, their water gates shut. Times when I've prayed for people, and I say, "Okay, the Holy Spirit's filling you now. Begin to speak in other tongues." And they're like, "I said, well, have you ever tried to speak in tongues without moving your mouth? I mean, right where you're sitting. Why don't you just just quietly speak in, or, well, you want speak? Try and speak in tongues right now without opening your mouth." <laughs> but as you try there's something in you that wants to speak so you've got to give voice it's your choice to do this, this 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 beginning in tongues it's a language and language by a definition is audible articulate meaningful sound as produced by the action of the vocal cords 1 Corinthians 13, speaking about the importance of love, because without love, everything is meaningless, including tongues. But he says, if I speak with the tongues of men and of angels. Now, I'm not saying that necessarily speaking tongues is angelic language, but it certainly is a heavenly language. On the, uh, when, when, when the people on earth rebelled against God and built the Tower of Babel, they all had the same language. And part of God's judgment was to scatter their languages so that they wouldn't be able to stay together. But the new people of God, the church, God's people, well, we've been given a language from heaven. That's where we're citizens. That's the passport that we hold. We don't belong to this earth. We are pilgrims in an unholy world. We are citizens of heaven and so it's wonderful to know that whatever race or culture or language earthly language you speak on the nations around the world you know what spirit filled believers we have in common our heavenly language it's a wonderful uniting thing and um, 1 Corinthians 14 verse 10 says that there are uh, many great languages and each has its meaning that's 1 Corinthians 14 10 each has its meaning Paul is saying look All languages have meaning, including speaking in tongues. So it's not just a bunch of gibberish that you're saying. It's not baby talk. You know sometimes when you have a little baby, bless them, and they're learning to speak and they're learning to use their vocal cords and they're babbling away. And some people think, well, speaking in tongues, it's just vain babbling. It's not vain babbling at all. It has meaning. You are speaking, the New Testament says in 1 Corinthians 14, Two, you are speaking mysteries in your spirit. You might not know at that moment what you're actually saying. You might not have an interpretation when you're speaking in tongues, but you're speaking something. It's as much a language as the language, your earthly language that you use. You're speaking, it's a mystery. Sometimes God will reveal what you've just been praying or speaking in tongues and and give you insight. But usually when you're just speaking in tongues, you don't at that moment know what you're saying. But it is words that are from the Holy Spirit. This is a wonderful thing. When you exercise the gift of tongues properly with faith, and every time you speak in tongues, it must be by faith. Don't let your mind start mimicking. But every time you speak and you say, Lord, I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth right now because you're going to give me the utterance. But I'm going to exercise the gift. And you begin to speak. Then you are speaking perfect language words from the Holy Spirit. We don't know what to pray sometimes. But the Holy Spirit knows what to pray. And through our prayer language, He is inspiring our speaking in tongues to pray, even things, pray things about, to pray things we don't know that we're praying, and to pray about situations in a way that we don't know. It's a wonderful gift when you don't know what to pray for somebody, when you don't know what to pray for yourself, speak in tongues because you will be praying perfectly into that situation. I've already said that when you speak in tongues, it doesn't come from the mind. Your mind is unfruitful. And Paul says, I speak in my I I pray with my mind and I pray with the spirit. I sing with my mind but I also sing with the Spirit. Paul was saying that a, a healthy, healthy Christian life has both speaking in tongues and singing in, in, in tongues and also the use of our mind and our earthly language to pray to God and also to bless him. Now, one of the key verses in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 4, says, 1 Corinthians 14, 4, that when somebody prays in tongues they edify themselves edify now that word in the greek literally translated is up building up building or strengthening build yourself up that's 1 corinthians 14:4 4. so this gift the holy spirit gave to us was not just for show it's not just for pentecostal services it's not just to tag on at the end of a slow worship song. I remember I used to go to a church many, many years ago and their sort of habit was that um, at the end of a slow worship song there'd be a pause and people would sing in tongues for a little bit until it fades out. Every church has its tradition. One of our traditions is we usually clap at the end of a, of a song. It's one of the KTV, you sing a song and everybody claps at the end of it whether the Holy Spirit is inspiring it or not. It's all right. We can survive. We can survive. But so it was part of a service. And I wonder, and I'm challenging you and hope you'll be challenged through this. I wonder, when do you actually speak in tongues? You're watching on the internet. When do you speak in tongues? Many Christians, if they do speak in tongues, many of them, the only time they ever speak in tongues is at a service or a conference during the worship, or at a, at a public prayer meeting. We're very good at speaking in tongues at KT prayer meetings. And some Christians, that's the only time they speak in tongues. Very interesting. So how important is tongues if that's the only time we do it in a public way of, uh, 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 in that situation? Because this verse says it builds you up. It strengthens you. We talk about the benefits of speaking in tongues. And one of the greatest benefits is that it strengthens your spiritual life. It really does build you up. There's two things, as well there's many other things, but there's two things I'm emphasizing at the moment in my preaching and teaching for strengthening Christians. And that's speaking in tongues and the word of God, reading the word of God. Jesus says man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So if you're not in the word, reading the word, on a daily basis, then you are malnourished. I mean, Paul says that the word is milk. Paul says that to the Corinthians, you're still babies because I'd like to give you a bit of meat. I'd like to wean you onto some stronger, more nutritious word. So Paul and Jesus speak about the word of God as nutritious, as spirit food. So if we are not feeding on the word of God then we are malnourished and we will be very weak in our lives. And our lives will be hardly any different to those that don't even believe in God. Because we've got nothing working in our God, we're saved, we're going to heaven, but we're not nourished, we're just nourished on the things of the world like them. Now they're not having their milk, they're not even saved yet to know what spiritual milk is. They're not eating the word of God, they're rejecting the word of God presently. But if we've accepted the word of God and we don't read it and apply it, then we're just the same, aren't we? This is why so many Christians are as powerless as non-Christians. That's the one thing. The word of God nourishes you. Literally, it is spiritual food. Not figuratively. Literally, the word of God is spiritual food to build yourself up spiritually. And if you are strong spiritually, you will be strong in all areas of your life. But if you are weak spiritually, then you will be weak in all areas of your life, barely getting by. But here we have another gift of the Holy Spirit. I mean, it's the present that the Holy Spirit gave to us on the day of Pentecost. So it must be important, not just for the end of slow songs, not just for prayer meetings, not just for public gatherings. It must be extremely important for the Holy Spirit to bring us it. And here it says it builds us up. I remember the first time I determined in my heart that I would now speak in tongues 15 to 20 minutes every day. Occasionally I'll miss a day, you know what I'm saying. But basically every day, speak in tongues. Make that a habit. I remember my life before that and after that. Now, it took a couple of weeks for me to begin to notice the difference. It was like, you know, if you, if you haven't been feeding properly or if you haven't been feeding, you don't immediately take a piece of bread and go, doesn't work, I feel, still feel weak. You'll be saying, no, you have to keep eating, keep eating, build yourself up in food. It's the same speaking in tongues. But after a couple of weeks, I began to know... Difference coming into my life. I was different in the way I handled my life. I was different in the way that, that I dealt with difficulties and problems. I was thoroughly different. And, and once I tasted that and saw the difference, well, that's it. So if you're not speaking in tongues on a daily basis, then you are not building yourself up as you should be. Paul says, and think about Paul and the things that he had to face. These Corinthians were messing around with the gift. They were preaching in tongues with no interpretation. They were messing around with it. And Paul said, even though you're messing around with the gift, I still speak in it more than you are. Because they were showing off in public gatherings with their tongues. But Paul, Paul was speaking in tongues as he travelled this place and that place. He was speaking in tongues. Why? Because he understood the benefit of speaking in tongues. Nobody spoke in tongues more than Paul because nobody appreciated the strength and the building up that tongues gave a person than Paul. He was thoroughly convinced about it. In fact, in uh, 1 Corinthians 14, 21, There's a lovely reference to a passage in Isaiah 28. But let's go to 1 Corinthians 14.21 for a second, and then we'll go there. 1 Corinthians 14.21, speaking about tongues. In the law it was written, with men of other tongues and other lips, I will speak to this people. And yet for all that, they will not hear me. So speaking in tongues here is reference now, this reference comes from Isaiah twenty-eight, eleven. 11. Uh, when you go back and see it in context, there's a wonderful thing to see about the power of speaking in tongues. Isaiah 28, verse 11. Oops, I'm in Jeremiah now. Whoops, right on? Isaiah 28, 11. For with stammering lips and another tongue. Isn't it amazing? It's prophecy of speaking in tongues. For with stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to this people. But let's read on. To whom he said, This is the rest with which you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. Yet they would not hear. Isn't that powerful? Tongues. Speaking in tongues, Paul has already said earlier on in 1 Corinthians um, 14 that you edify yourself, you build yourself up. Now he's quoting and we hear this, this stammering, speaking in tongues is the rest with which you may cause the weary to rest. Speaking in tongues will give you spiritual rest. It, it will give you spiritual rest. It will drive out confusion, fear, worry, anxiety. It really will. It will bring rest into your life. The benefits of speaking in tongues is it brings a peace, a rest. Not only that, this is the refreshing. So speaking in tongues, this is Paul has quoted this. Speaking in tongues will refresh you. And that's why you need to pray regularly for 15 to 20 minutes before you really get in a flow. Two minutes won't do it. Because speaking in tongues, I find, is often a bit like one of those old-fashioned pumps that you would pump to get the water out into the horse's trough. And When you go to these old-fashioned pumps, what tends to happen is you prime the pump. You begin to pump and nothing comes out. You never everybody know what I'm talking about? Yep, nothing, but you, you don't stop, because you know, you, nah, just keep the pressure will build, you keep pumping, then all of a sudden, it starts to splurt out, and then you get the flow, correct? That's exactly what it's like when you speak in tongues. You do need to get in a flow. Remember, out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. So when you begin to speak in tongues, what you're doing is you're beginning to get that process of drawing from the great reservoir that's within you, of the Holy Spirit, of being filled with the Holy Spirit, and beginning to release it, beginning to speak it out, beginning to allow that refreshing to come out of your your lives. Now, I'm going to... uh, Yeah, I mean, Acts chapter 1 says, You shall receive power after you receive the gift of of the spirit. Speaking in tongues empowers you, refreshes you, builds you up from the inside out. You're only as strong as your inner man. The Bible says that there's an outer man, and an inner man, an outer woman, and an inner woman. And the, and the outer body is decaying over time, but the inner man or woman should be renewed. So it's important to be strong on the inside. If if you're not strong on the inside, you will not cope with life. At best, you'll just go through life as if you were a non-Christian. Not saying you'll go and sin and everything, but you'll be as powerless as a non-Christian. You'll just be another person out there because you're not strong on the inside. But this is real strength that will overflow into the physical aspects of your life. And the word that is used, you shall receive power after you receive the gift of the Spirit. That word power is the word dynamis. That's the Greek word dynamis. Now, that word dunamis is where we get the uh, English word dynamite. It comes directly from the word dynamis, power, dynamite, explosive power. But also, this word dynamis, we also get the word Dynamo. You ever heard of a dynamo? I'll be coming to that in a minute. A dynamo is, is something that converts me- mechanical energy into electrical energy. Dynamo. And your tongues, you're speaking in tongues, is your spiritual dynamo. What I mean by that is I remember when I, in the 1970s, I had a bicycle. It was a rally chopper. Anybody remember the rally choppers? I had a racing rally chopper and my dad for one of Christmas birthday well it's the same thing for me I was going to say was it Christmas or birthday well, it was the, my birthday's on Christmas day so it was one of those two just fishing for presents there one of those two <laughs> so he gave me a light a dynamo charged a dynamo run light for my bicycle my rally chopper and so he attached it on the front and then there was like a lead and then there was like a little wheel that went on the rim of my wheel, and so as I pedalled my bicycle, my wheel would turn and it would turn this other wheel, and then this wheel would produce something, a dynamo, and then my light would turn on, so every time I was pedalling, my light would be flashing, because the effort of pedalling mechanical energy was being turned by the dynamo into electrical light energy. I also have at home, it's totally useless, well, barely used, I have a dynamo combination radio torch. Now, what this is, is it has a little um, wind lever on it, lever on it like that. And so what you do is you get it, and then if you want the torch, you have to do this. Ooh, it's tiring, you do it for about two or three minutes, and then you press, and then that's mechanical energy. And it's the dynamo turning into electrical energy, and then when you press the button, the light flashes on for five seconds and dies. <laughs> S- same with the radio; you do it for about ten minutes, and you get about sixty seconds of Radio Two or whatever Cap- Kiss FM, whatever you're listening to. So, it's, and, that, and that made me think, wow, batteries must be very powerful because if I'm doing all this just to get a little bit of light, those little, you know, D- Duracell things must be pack energy, but. What I'm trying to say about this is that's, that's dunamis, you shall receive power. But this brings me now to this image behind me that Bill Hammond uses to express how speaking in tongues works. And it's just such a wonderful illustration. We've said that behind me, and just keep the shot there, it's wonderful, we have the reservoir, the innermost being. And God wants to fill us. He wants you to be filled full of the Spirit. And that's why we have to keep being filled because water evaporates, water runs out. We have to keep being filled. The Bible says, be filled and go on being filled with the Holy Spirit. Lord, fill me, fill my reservoir afresh tonight. We're going to be being filled with the Holy Spirit, have time to pray for people to be filled with the Holy Spirit. If you've not spoken in tongues yet, tonight we're going to have a chance to do that amongst other things. And we're filled. But in this reservoir, note that we can be filled with the Holy Spirit. But just like this reservoir, if there's no flow from the reservoir, then there's no power generated. This dam behind me, if they didn't open the water gates, it wouldn't produce any electric power at all. You wouldn't wouldn't be able to turn on a torch or a lamp, let alone light a city. And so what I'm saying to you today is that the reservoir of the Spirit, being filled with the Holy Spirit, that when you speak in tongues, that your tongue is the turbine. Now what do I mean by that? Well, words have power. James 3 speaks about the fact that and, and James is looking at the negative use of words, but he says that, the, that, the, that what you say can set the course of your life on fire or the wheel of life. In other words, you, your life and where you go in life always follows what you say. Always follows what you say. You'll never amount to, to more than what you say. Now, that's not some... Sort of strange now you have to speak certain things like, you know, I am a millionaire, I am a millionaire. I'm not talking about that, but I'm just saying that. But your general conversation, the things that you speak, that's the rudder, doesn't it say in James? That the tongue is a rudder, like on a ship. What steers the ship? A tiny rudder. He says the tongue is like the bit in a horse, the tongue. And so, how do you drive a horse? With this little bit. You can turn it. It's the tongue, the tongue. So when you're speaking in tongues, you're still speaking a language, but I'm telling you this, when you're speaking in tongues, you are bringing direction to your day. Oh, it's countless times, countless times. When I look back on my day and I think, where do you think I have seen the benefits of tongues? And I found that when I prayed in tongues, I thought, do you know, what? I know that, that that was the wisdom that was given me in this situation. I know that that decision was altered because there'd been some tongues around it. I know, and I have experienced it, and i absolutely positive, that the course of my day is affected by speaking in tongues. Because I know what it is to have days without speaking in tongues. And I know what it is to be a regular tongue talker, which I am. And I'm telling you, I never, I'm never going back. I may miss a day, I'm a human being, you know what I'm saying? But I'll never go back to not speaking regularly in tongues on a daily basis. Never, never. Why? Because I know the difference. And I know that when I speak in tongues, you see, I don't have time to speak in tongues 15 minutes. I tell you what, you speak in tongues in 15 minutes, you'll find your, your, your day expands. Not, not that you work more and you don't clock out later, but you have time to do what you want to do. That you come to decisions quicker. You see things clearer. Situations don't drag. Speaking in tongues 15, 20 minutes a day, I have learnt it allows my day to be far more productive. Why? Because it's the tongue sets in course the, the way that you go. And tongue, speaking in tongues is as a legitimate language as speaking in English. So we can apply James to all forms of language and speech including tongues. And uh, in this picture, the, the, the gate is your mouth. I've just said that. I, I, if you choose not to To speak in tongues, if you've got the gift and you choose not to speak in tongues, then you're going to have a reservoir, but you're not going to have any outflow. Out of your innermost being, your reservoir will flow rivers of living water. But where are those rivers flowing? Jesus is saying, out of your mouth. That's what happened on the day of Pentecost. They were being filled in their innermost being. And how did it flow? It flowed through speaking in tongues. They went out in the street and they were all speaking in other tongues. What was happening? It was the very flow that was taking place. And so you you need to open your mouth. That's the gate that we have behind us. But also, in these gates, what you don't see, there are turbines. Turbines. And... These turbines are a little bit what happens is is when the water rushes over these turbines they 're a little bit like you know you know uh, water mills have those wheels, and the water turns those wheels it 's a little bit like that. you have turbines. the water flows and it turns the turbines making mechanical energy. So when you 're speaking in tongues. Your spiritual turbines are turning. Power is being released. And sometimes speaking in tongues, not all the time, sometimes you get a really good flow. But sometimes speaking in tongues can seem very natural. It C- can actually be a little bit of effort, you know, shaka ba raka and you just ba shaka and you think and your mind's unfruitful. Your mind isn't going, woo wee, this is great. Your mind's going, what's this? But as you start speaking in tongues, sometimes you think, you know, is this doing any good? Is this doing any good? Yes, it is, because what? The turbines, the flow is coming out. Out of your mouth will flow rivers. And the tongue is the turbine that's going to produce the power. And then in the dam, what happens is there are dynamos. And the dynamo, just like on the bicycle and just like on that rubbish radio... As you're speaking in tongues, there is a dynamo that turns natural energy into supernatural power, natural cycling and pedaling into electric light power, natural turning of a lever into a radio, natural or when I want say by natural, speaking in tongues is as the Holy Spirit, but you are choosing to speak with your natural voice, aren't you? You are choosing to speak with your gift of tongues. You are exercising, and you are physically speaking in tongues. But what's happening is, just like the Dynamo illustration, as you physically speak in tongues, as the Holy Spirit gives you utterance, Dynamo is taking place and your physical speaking in tongues is being turned by the dynamo of God into supernatural power in your life. There's a flow, a current of power, just like in in that uh, illustration behind me. That is natural water, mechanical energy is flowing, turning mechanical turbines. But the dynamo is lighting up whole cities, electric power and current is flowing from this natural resource and the natural mechanical flow of water over these turbines is producing a whole different type of power that is now flowing in a current from this power dam right across into cities. People can switch on a flick of a switch and the light is turned on. This is such a wonderful illustration of what speaking in tongues do. Because speaking in tongues edifies you. It strengthens you. It's the natural being turned into the spiritual. It's spirit words, but you are naturally choosing to speak or not to speak. And as you do that, conversion is taking place and power is being released. You know, this works in so many different ways. We've already said that Paul says we speak mysteries. Mysteries. Sometimes I've found that with speaking in tongues, what can happen later on in the day or a situation, God drops a revelation into my mind. God drops a person into my mind, or I just find the right words to say at the right time. Not always, but when I do, I know it's because I've spoken in tongues. Now, God can do that without tongues, but I've found he does it regularly with tongues. I mean, God can do whatever he wants. He doesn't need tongues. But I'm not talking about God sovereignly, occasionally doing something of power in your life just because he's sovereign. I'm talking about a whole flow of these things coming. Mysteries. And those mysteries are released. There's been times when I've been speaking in tongues and there's been something, a situation or individual that's, and I've got a great difficulty with this scenario and I just don't know what to do. There's been a number of times during speaking in tongues that a scripture will come to my heart. Or a word will be spoken. I remember one particular thing that was very grieve, grievous to me, very keeping me awake at night. I didn't know what to do about it. I didn't know how to deal with it except by fleshly means. I couldn't think. I, I, I can you know. I got it, I, I couldn't think but anger or just domination or just you know, just you know, sort that situation. I couldn't understand how to deal with it. I just didn't know what to do, so I did nothing. But I prayed in tongues, and over a course of Days it was, just so speaking in tongues. All of a sudden, God spoke to me during speaking in tongues and gave me direction on exactly what to do and what not to do in that situation. It came right out of speaking in tongues. Also, speaking in tongues keeps, the, keeps a flow of the fruit of the Spirit in your life. I mean, it's a little bit like when you go down, uh, to, to, if you've ever gone down to a river, and the river is there, and it's beautiful. It's a nice, clean river, yeah? Or a stream. Beautiful, clean water. And then someone comes along with their three dogs and chucks the stick into the water. The dogs jump into the water. They're running around, and by the time they come out, the water's all muddy. You know what I'm talking about? It's just totally... They've stirred up all the... All the but if you just stay there for a while, as the water keeps flowing... It takes away and carries that mud and dirt and all that stuff that's been... Carries it away and eventually returns. I've found that speaking in tongues can cleanse you. When you're angry or annoyed or bitter or struggling with negative feelings, speaking in tongues, if you keep speaking in tongues, it's very hard to hold on to those negative speak- feelings. They can come back, of course. But when you're speaking in tongues on a regular basis, many times when I have felt very bad inside about situations, people, I'm just a human being, do you know what I'm saying? And I thought to myself, do you know what, I need to speak in tongues. And I just take the whole thing, the whole situation, my bad feelings, my negative feelings and thoughts, and I just say, Lord, I'm just putting them on your throne, and I, and I just begin to speak in other tongues, and just speak in other tongues, and it is like, Rivers are flowing out, carrying out the bitterness of the day, carrying out the anger, carrying out the fear, carrying out the feelings of betrayal, and just flowing, it's just like, oh, it's wonderful. Now, there's many other ways of dealing with things, but I'm speaking about tongues today. Tongues isn't everything, but it's one of the most important things in your daily life. I had a friend of mine, and um, he was, uh, well, he's still my friend, he um works very high up in finance and business and uh, is involved in our sales. And I noticed he seemed to be not himself for a few weeks. And I asked him, I said, is everything all right? He said, no, I'm going for a really difficult time, I'm finding it hard to sort out and everything. I said, do you mind if I ask you a question? He said, no. I said, are you in the word most every day? And are you speaking in tongues 15 to 20 minutes a day? He said, no to both. I said, can I hold you accountable? Would you, he said, yeah, I want to do it. Most people want to read the Bible and speak in tongues. If you don't, there's something wrong with you. I said, yeah, I want to do it. I said, I'll help you. I'll hold you accountable. It's just when, if we don't hold one another accountable or encourage one another, that's when. So he began to do it. This was like about five months ago. The circumstances in didn't get better. They actually got worse. But he got stronger. He got stronger. He got stronger. He began to... He wrote a letter, for example, a very important letter. And he showed me this letter that was very important. And I said to him, you were in the Word this morning, weren't you? I said, and you spoke in tongues. He said, yes. I said, it's there. I can see it. Because I know you're a bright man, but God's all over this. This This is the outflow of your devotion and your speaking in tongues. Because I've seen similar things in my life where I've... Where I've been, this is highly practical, friends. This isn't just about winning the lost, which is the most important thing, of course, but it's not just about winning the lost or devotional times or getting revelations from Leviticus and Deuteronomy. This is about your work day tomorrow. This is about your studies. I remember when my son was doing his GCSEs earlier this year. I would pray for him in natural. In the natural, I'd pray and speak over him that, he, that, that if he did his best, that God would do the rest. But I'd also speak in tongues. When, it, when I knew he'd started his exam, I didn't speak in tongues right through the exam. I got work to do. But I would just speak in tongues, just speak in tongues in mysteries over it that, that God would, you know, that he'd do his best. That doesn't guarantee you an A star. But what it does is that it guarantees that God will be on it. God will be on your day. Otherwise, what you're doing is you're going into your day and you're going in dark. You're going in and and then you're going to end up trying to sort your day out. Maybe you will sort your day out, but what are you sorting it out? Where is the power? Where's the dunamis that you're dealing with in family situations, relationship difficulties, marriages, careers, education, all these types of things? Where is the power coming on a daily basis for you to deal with these things? Unfortunately, as I've said earlier, most of the power is coming from the same place that non-Christians have. Just getting by with what you've learnt and doing what you can in in whatever way you can do it. God did not intend that to be your life. God has given us his word and I'm speaking especially today and speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues will revolutionise your life. Keep it fresh. Keep keep it fresh. Every time I speak in tongues, or most times, I can't say every time, but most times I do remind myself when I'm in my car and I'm about to speak in tongues, I just remind myself, speak as if you've never spoken before. And if I speak a tongue that's familiar, fine. But the question is, am I ready to speak any tongue that God gives me? I have to set myself for that. Especially when you're doing it on a daily basis, you can fall into a habit of just, you you set yourself and you say, God, I'm going to be ready. And then you know you're speaking in genuine flow of tongues. You're turning the turbine. The, The reservoir is not just there, but it's actually beginning to flow out of your innermost being. And it's beginning to water the garden of your whole day. It's beginning to direct you in situations that you're not even in yet. It's praying about scenarios you're not even aware about. And, and it's, like, um, it's like Bill Hammond once said, "I loved it." He said, "Do you know, he says, speaking in tongues is a little bit like downloading um, downloading from the Internet onto your hard drive. But the Internet is God is heaven." So he says that when he speaks in tongues, it's just like he's downloading, but he's downloading the mind of the spirit. He's downloading the the power for the day. He's downloading the wisdom, and he's just speaking in tongues, and he's just downloading what God wants him to have into his hard drive of his spirit, ready for the moment when he needs to take it. Next week, we're going to go a little bit deeper and look a little bit at different kinds of tongues, because... Uh, Paul says there are diverse tongues, and we'll go a little bit deeper, a little bit sort of like go from GCSE to A level, if you like, in tongues next week. Tonight, if you want to stay tonight, I do have a prophetic word that God put on my heart to share with you. It's a prophetic word, not just preaching. And, and the picture is of Peter getting out of the boat and walking on the water with Jesus. And the Holy Spirit has got a message for many, many people tonight that he personally wants to speak into people's lives through that it's going to be prophetic preaching tonight so god bless you thank you